Welcome everybody to Unqualified, the podcast where words come out of my mouth that I do not have licensed approval to use. To start off, I just got back from camp with The Point, which is the high school ministry at First Baptist Church of Indian Trail, and man, what an incredible time it was. For those who don't know, they changed it up this year and traveled to Marietta, South Carolina in the mountains to Camp Awanita, which is a drastic change of pace from previous camps in Panama City Beach, Florida. My role was pretty simple, photography, videography, and run audio for the entire week. Uh, edit daily highlight videos in two to three hours a day per video and manage to eat and sleep. And I'll tell you, man, it was a blast for me. Which, shameless plug for all camp videos, search just Noah Ashton on YouTube. Uh, and the students seemed to love it, man. There were way more activities to do than in PCB with horseback riding to a water zip line and slide to in the lake volleyball, hammer rides, a slip and slide, basketball, volleyball, and more. So you could see why it would be a ridiculously easy week for me to climb the mountains and capture all of it on camera. The theme of the camp this year was unrivaled in how Daniel his entire life had an unrivaled faith in God, and of course how we should strive to live the same way. Uh, their youth pastor and great friend of mine, Justin Canley, did a phenomenal job explaining what that looks like from Daniel's perspective, and then what that looks like through the daily life of a student today. Beginning in Daniel 1, you see that even at the start of Daniel's life, his faith in God begins to be tested. He, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not defile themselves with royal food, but instead challenged the chief official to give them only vegetables and water for 10 days, and after the 10 days, they were healthier than any of the other young men. Daniel chapter 2, you see Daniel and company almost put to death because of a dream King Nebuchadnezzar had that God gave Daniel the vision for to interpret. And of course, in Daniel chapter 6, we see Daniel in the lion's den, where Daniel is told to worship a statue but continues to pray and worship God and punish for it. Of course, we know that God delivered Daniel out of the lion's den and he was left unharmed, but it just goes to show that even through all of the life events and trials Daniel's put through, he still had an unrivaled faith in God and was blessed for it. Of course, this is a crazy short summary of the overview of what Justin preached on this week at camp, but it's a continual reminder that we need to have an unrivaled faith in Jesus, that no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation you're going through, continue to have an unrivaled faith in God. Such an unrivaled faith like that of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3, that even if he doesn't, we will continue to worship and have faith, and you will find yourself with a peace you won't know existed. So I hope that encourages you as you go about your day, understanding that through it all, God's got your back and that his plan for your life is far greater than anything we could even try to plan. Today on the podcast, we have ESPN's NBA best, Chandler Parker and Drew Moore. Just a couple of warnings before we start. Number one, we recorded this over the internet, so sound quality between all of us is not going to be equal. However, next podcast we have together, we will uh, do it in person, and I think that'll give it a better dynamic, plus audio quality will be equally good across the board. So, Number two, we recorded this at one in the morning after we all worked that day, and I know I'm a fantastic host, and it was the perfect time to record an hour-long podcast. I get it. Hold your applause. So without further ado, welcome to NBA Unqualified. Today we've got our special guests, our ESPN analysts, Chandler Parker and Drew Moore. Very professional. These guys went to college for this. They've been at ESPN for several years, and <laughs> hope you guys enjoy uh, listening to some of them. So let's get right into it. Um, recap on the finals. Obviously, the Warriors took uh, took the finals with their 4-2. to two. Um, Kawhi, outstanding job. And Steph Curry did not show up, of course. 
like I predicted earlier. Uh, Chandler, what you <laughs> what you got on what you think overall the finals? How how the Raptors did? Do they deserve a little more credit than they're getting with all the Warrior injuries? Um, I would say that you know the Raptors overall they played incredible defense. I mean, if you look at it overall, you see that Steph Curry got shut down completely. I mean, they played whatever that style of defense is off the top of my head. I can't think of it. But, I mean, you look at this guy, and, I mean, in the previous series against Portland, this dude's averaging, like, almost 40 points a game. Yeah, but Portland, and then, I mean, come on. Yeah, okay, but... Pro players were way overrated. No, look, this team is built to win. And, I mean, Golden State's obviously a tier above them. But, right. I mean, if you're looking at it, you know, logistically, I mean, Portland was not a bad team. No, Port- Portland's good. And so I would say, you know, for what Toronto did against specifically Steph Curry was very impressive. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't discredit any kind of championship that, you know, is earned. I mean, every championship is earned. So, I mean, if it's me, I don't think, you know, the injuries, of course, injuries are going to happen. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. I mean, every player knows that stepping onto the court at any given moment, they're susceptible to gaining some kind of significant injury. Obviously, I mean, Kevin Durant with the Achilles and Clay with the ACL, but I mean, you know, that's, that's just going to happen at some point to somebody and obviously it was just a bad stroke of luck for the Warriors but I mean this title was completely earned for Toronto and I mean that's to me what what matters as well I mean they went through a long series with the Bucks and the 76ers to get to the finals in the first place and I think we're kind of discounting that that they were able to overcome that and then come back and play against the Warriors and end up beating them I thought the Buck series was phenomenal to watch. It was. Oh, yeah, it sure. surprised me big time because I I really had the Bucks going to the finals since the start of the playoffs. But yeah, the the amount of work they did defensively just to stop Giannis was completely impressive. Yeah, Giannis and, did not perform as well as I thought. He oh did yeah, postseason. Oh yeah, and really, I mean, that's all props to Kawhi. I mean, this dude was unstoppable throughout the playoffs. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Um, so, leading right into that, what do you think the impact of KD getting injured, uh, how much that affected Toronto and their win? If KD was there, do you think it'd be – I mean, it would obviously be a much different series, but how bad? Do you think Kawhi and, and the Raptors could have stopped him anyways, even with KD? I mean, I would have said if Kevin Durant is playing, then obviously the Golden State Warriors are at full strength. I think Golden State would have probably won this series pretty handily. I agree. Um, just because, I mean, look at the amount of shooters, the amount of star role players that they have on their team. Um, I mean, Kevin Andy Durant Cousin. is <laughs> true. <laughs> Phenomenal look, look, star player. Kevin Kevin Durant is debatably the top player right now in the NBA. I mean, I would still say LeBron is the top player in the league, but uh, Kevin Durant is probably number two on most people's lists. Um, definitely within the top three. And, I mean, you take that away from any team's roster, I mean, they're going to struggle significantly. And, I mean, obviously you could see a struggle for Steph just because, I mean, all the attention was 
then focused on him. So, I mean, for me, it changed the whole series dramatically. Um, but still, I don't think that discredits for what Toronto did. As so, a do team. you think? Do you think not stepping? So you, you had just mentioned Steph. It put a lot of pressure on Steph. So do you think that's Steph getting too much pressure for that uh, to carry them through the finals? Or do you think it's Steph not stepping up to the plate enough? I mean, I think you can split it both ways. I mean, it's like splitting cares for that question. I mean, I think that part of it is, I mean, the amount of defense and the defensive pressure that they put specifically on Steph that – you know, caused him to struggle. But also, I mean, he had plenty of opportunities to step up and be the guy who, you know, put the team on his back and carry the team to, you know, the promised land to the championship. I mean, he came up short. I mean, there's there's no way to to look past that. I mean, there's just it's just facts. Um, so I mean, I would say it's more of a there's both kinds of, you know, ways to look at that answer or that question. But, I mean, yeah, you know. And plus, Toronto, all they can do is win against the team they're playing. So I don't really yeah. think it is a negative that, oh, they beat them and everyone was hurt. And it's like, well, what what else could they have done? They could have lost when everyone was hurt. And then we talked about how bad it was that they lost to an injured team. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And going, and going off of that also, I mean – I know this is going to hurt you a little bit as a Cavs fan, Here Noah. But I mean, <laughs> going back to 2015, I mean that uh, that was a year at the beginning of the series, even without Kevin Love, that looked like Cleveland could have challenged Golden State in a very serious, like competitive series. Oh, big time! And I mean, Kyrie goes down game one and a crucial moment in the game, and he's out for the series. And then, I mean, you're trusting LeBron and Matthew Dellavedova to carry the Cavs. <laughs> so, so I mean... Oh, it was so bad. Obviously, you know, there's a, you know, there was, there was excuses, you know, for Cleveland fans at the time, and it was justified because of the injuries. But like Drew said, I mean, you have to, like, you can only play the team that you're, you know, up against. Like, what... What players are on the court is what you have to face. It's not about, you know, we got a lucky break because they're injured. I mean, that's just what happens. That's just the nature of the game. uh, You know what? To me, it's like I get that side, but I'm also – I hate the Warriors. So when they beat a healthy LeBron team without Kevin Durant, I will be happy. (laughs) Then I will count their championships for something. Well, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> but it's also—I I mean, that's just a hater standpoint. Obviously, I'm, I yeah, respect and the Warriors I was, dynasty for that, for what they've done, what they've accomplished. I, I mean, I was gonna say, and I know we've talked about this a lot off air, you know, between private communication. But I mean, you know, the Warriors had just as great of an opportunity as every other NBA team in the league to sign Kevin Durant, and they put up the best pitch for him. And you know it was solely his decision. And yeah, it, the best pitch as far as winning, and I and that's what he got. So that's I guess that's fair. But yeah, he, I mean he took a serious pay cut. I mean, yeah, this it. I mean, it was a you know. It was a move to was, get a win to get a ring. I don't think there's any yeah, doubt about that. Yeah, I'm the he wanted to win, and his best bet to win was in Golden State. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't discredit him for that to me it's even funnier that warriors fans don't like him 
enough either. That for mo- for the most part, it's we want they want Steph to be the leader of that team when I mean Katie's just obviously the better player overall. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, moving right along, we'll go to who were the unsung heroes of you want playoffs or finals? We'll do play we'll do playoffs. Unsung heroes of the playoffs first, and then we can go into detail for the finals. Drew, I'll let you go. Um. Well, unsung heroes for me. Um, I'll go straight to the finals because I don't remember too much about the playoffs. To be perfectly honest, I don't blame you quite often. Um, but oh, actually, one in the playoffs. Honestly, Steph Curry against the Trailblazers was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And that wasn't really an unsung hero, but I just want to say how ridiculous he was in that series. What was he putting up? Like thirty-five every night. It was ridiculous like numbers. It was it was unreal. They could not stop him. It did not matter. And that gives more credit to the Raptors where they not completely shut him down, but they pretty much shut him down after he was absolutely flaming hot in the series before that. But um, the true unsung hero of the finals for me is definitely Serge Ibaka because his defense was unmatched. He had a lot of key blocks and he was just a great defender throughout the series as well as putting up um, good points off the bench and everything else. I think that um, Pascal and Van Fleet did great, and Kawhi Leonard, you can't say enough about what he did, but I think that Serge Ibaka came up big, too, in the finals. Nope. Very well put. I I, I agree completely. Ibaka's defense was incredible. Chandler? Um, I think, you know, as for one player who probably wouldn't be looked at, like Drew was saying about Steph Curry, uh, as an unsung hero... I would probably say that Damian Lillard was one of the biggest, you know, quote unquote heroes of the playoffs. I mean, you That's look true. back at the very first series against the Thunder. I mean, he hits the dagger right in Paul George's eyes from like oh, 40 yeah. feet. Oh, that was nasty. And I mean, you know, he sent Portland to, you know, the second round just off of that. And then coming off that series, he was flaming hot against uh, the Nuggets. And... I mean, look, this dude, I've been a hater of him, you know, pretty much since he stepped foot into the league. And, I mean, he shut me up. I'm not going to lie. I mean, this dude, <laughs> this, this guy, this guy was flaming hot this series. and Well, really, his whole playoffs until Golden State really handled them easily. Uh, yeah, because... But, I mean, this guy was unstoppable. Um, but I will say for the final specifically, I actually like Marcus Gasol a lot. For the Raptors, um, I think he played uh, an exceptional role for what his value is at this stage in his career. Um, at early on in his career, he was you know kind of the key guy in the offense, down low, you know, defensive stopper. And obviously, now that he's aged, he's a little slow now. But uh, I really loved to see him uh, how he was. Being able to be successful with the pick and pop, a lot of uh, big three point shots that help swing momentum in Toronto's face. Um, those kind of things, those small plays, key defensive plays, big defensive rebounds, those kind of things right there are what makes, to me, an unsung hero. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, for me, it would have to be, and we, I know we talked about this right before starting uh, recording, but I mean, Van Vliet, I mean, 
He, I think Lowry and Kawhi are getting a lot of the credit, but I think, I mean, especially in the fourth quarter, uh, and just game six in general, Van Fleet came up hot. I mean, super hot from. It seemed from like the, he could throw up anything. Yeah, <laughs> anything ridiculous too. Not just easy shots. He was in crazy hard shots. Um, it, it was impressive. So, um, I thought he did great. So, what is this? mean for the Warriors legacy down goes clay down goes I mean ACL injury got KD with the Achilles what uh what happens next year and years following does KD first of all KD being a free agent what happens to him next and just uh what does this mean for the dynasty well to start with I don't think this taints the Warriors legacy one bit I mean they're one of two teams ever to reach five straight finals yeah I mean that's very impressive. I mean, only two teams in NBA history have ever done it. And the only other team was Bill Russell and the Celtics. And, I mean, obviously that's one of the most dominant dynasties. Yeah. yeah. Given given the time period. I mean, overall, I wouldn't suggest that they're one of the greatest teams. But that's for another conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think this changes anything for the Warriors as far as, you know, the outlook of their dynasty. Um, I think as far as Kevin Durant is concerned, I think there's a possibility that he re-signs with Golden State. I don't know how likely it is. Um, I think he's either going, you know, if he does leave, I think he's going to go somewhere in New York, whether it be the Nets or the Knicks, uh, to the Clippers. I think those are his strongest suits. Um, Really... In my opinion, I think the best option for him is to go to the Clippers. Um, however, you know, obviously it's not my decision. Um, and obviously it looks like he's going to miss out uh, the whole season next season. So, I mean, another question you can bring up is how is Kevin Durant even going to return? Is he going to be back to what KD was? Yeah, I um, don't think so, quite honestly. I don't. I think he'll I mean, pull a Kobe. Uh, Achilles injuries are... I mean, for a pun, I mean, they are the Achilles heel of, you know, <laughs> players' careers. I mean, these are like the, <laughs> these are the kind of injuries that completely like destroy somebody's career. Yeah. And I mean, it's very possible that, I mean, he comes back a completely different player. I mean, he's definitely, in my opinion, not going to be as near as aggressive as he was, uh, pre-Achilles injury. I think post-Achilles KD is going to be more of just a spot-up shooter and, you know, just that. I think that's going to be his main role. I don't think there's going to be too much, you know, extreme athleticism where he's trying to drive and weave throughout the paint. You know, you're a stepping over everybody. I mean, you know, you're going to get flashes of it, but I think that he's going to do everything that he can to preserve his body for as long as it can hold. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's gonna be hard for, um, they're just tough. The Achilles are just so tough. Um, it's just weird that his calf. F- first of all, allowing him to play in that game five for, for, I mean, what was it like three and a half minutes at the most? It was crazy, crazy short amount of time for, for him to get injured like that. Um, okay, I so just thought it was a weird scenario. So going off of that. Is is Kevin Durant the one to blame for that injury? Is it 
the medical staff? Who's the one to blame? From the reports I've seen, I mean, KD, it was KD's choice. But at the same time, you got to think they cleared him to do that. So, uh, but Achilles yeah. wasn't his calf either. So if they're not looking at his Achilles, then I'm a, I'm sure that they wouldn't have cleared him. Um, well, and you can also say that probably 99% of the time when players are quote-unquote cleared for you know, playing time. Yeah. Uh, they're not necessarily 100% healthy. Oh yeah. And so, I mean, this is probably the case for Kevin Durant. I mean, you know, just a couple days before he was cleared to return, they were saying he's not even near close to being ready. And yeah. So, I mean, you can't just miraculously turn around out of nowhere, which that so, was I mean, really weird too. Cause during the, um, Shoot, during the finals in general, it was just like KD, like Steve Kerr continually came out and said, well, you know, his condition's different now. He he kind of just kept changing the story and just kept prolonging it, was never giving uh, – Yeah, he never gave a straight answer about yeah, it. Yeah, never, never gave enough detail for, for anybody to actually speculate anything. But the longer it went, the more you're like, oh, my gosh, how serious is this? But Yeah, yeah, because he could have been like, well, we think he'll be back by game five or something like that. But he, yeah. he was always, you know, it's day-to-day. I don't know if that's a superstition thing. Like, they can't say game five because there might not be a game five or, you know, whatever. Right. I I would say personally, I think it's all on Kevin Durant, and I think he knows that. Um, And I don't think, you know, he's trying to throw the blame on anybody else except for himself. He knows that he wanted to go out there and try to help his team win a championship. I mean, he did all he could. And it was just a freak accident that happened. I mean, that's just one of those things that, you know, it just – pick the wrong player at the wrong time so yeah no it's a it's a bummer um, you hate yeah, tough scene tough scene honestly all right so enough with the finals let's look ahead to the 2020 season all right so biggest news to happen within the past 12 hours and was it yesterday no 12 hours uh uh ad anthony davis to the lakers with the trade for lonzo ball josh hart three first-round picks. I mean, what to make of all of that? Good trade. Who won the trade, first of all? Pelicans or the Lakers? Pelicans won the trade, 100%. The, I saw something that it was talking about how the Lakers won it short-term short and the Pelicans run it long-term. I just feel like they threw um, some good players at uh, New Orleans and the three draft picks. I mean, those could go either way, but I imagine they're going to be some really good really good picks. And I think that's really going to set up uh, New Orleans to be a team for the future. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at it from a whole, and I mean, you would probably say that New Orleans won the trade. And I think New Orleans won the trade overall, just for the sheer fact of the haul that they got back just for Anthony Davis. I mean, they're giving up Lonzo Ball and. You know, this guy's only going into his third year, and this guy's. I mean, the obviously, we know shot that looks so ugly. <laughs> one one of the most broken shots in the league for sure. <laughs> right um, next to Ben Simmons. <laughs> can't beat Michael Kidd Gilchrist though. I Ugh. mean, it, it's awful. But, anyways, I would say you know Lonzo still has plenty of room to grow. Um, I think he's destined to become. Not necessarily an all-time great, but I would say that he could be a star player in this league still one day. I mean, he's he's so young, 
And, I mean, he hasn't even been close to hitting his prime yet. And he's already putting up near triple-double numbers just in his second of, you know, first, second season. So, I, mean, I think there's a lot of promise uh, for Zion, or excuse me, for Lonzo. But speaking of Zion, I think him and Zion are going to be a tremendous pair together. Um, Lonzo's ability to distribute the ball is going to be amazing with Zion. I mean, you can't you can't really say much else about Zion except he's a once in a lifetime talent. Yeah, okay. and um, I, I think that that kind of combination, and then you, along with those two, you I mean you pair him with in- Brandon Ingram. This guy is only going into what I think his fourth season now, and I mean he's destined to break out for a serious prime too. I think he's going to be, you know, one of those guys who can consistently give you twenty to twenty-five points a night. Yeah. And then you even throw in Josh Hart, who's going to be a great role player for your bench one day. I mean he's going to be a key six man for any kind of uh, championship contending team, in my opinion. Yeah, you get the you get the number four pick back pick back uh, with this trade. So you're looking at probably Jarrett Culver or DeAndre Hunter, two of the best defensive players in the draft. And, and you know, future first-round picks on top of that. I think as a whole, if you're looking at it, the Pelicans won this draft. If you're looking in the short term, like Drew was saying, obviously this is a major win for the Lakers. I mean, LeBron finally has, like, his true number two guy. I mean, he's had Kyrie for all these years whenever he was in Cleveland. But I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie wanted to be number one. And that was the problem. Ky- Kyrie doesn't even come close to what the no, talent of Anthony no. Davis is. No. And I mean, I, I think this is going to be a great pair together. And I, I think they can do some serious damage in the West. Also, I, uh... playing off of that, um, how far do you think the Pelicans can go next year? I, they're. I mean, I to me, I still I think mean, that they're too not going to. Too early, but. I, well, I think they'll need a couple years to get well, them let's see situated. What, let's let's see what they do with the fourth pick because I heard that they're open to trading the pick. Yeah, um, that's fair. So whether that means that they're going to try to get a star player out of it, you know, somehow they're going to try to leap up even more in the draft. You know, maybe they're going to attach Drew Holiday and the pick with, you know, somebody to to maybe jump up and get the third pick to maybe draft R.J. Barrett from the Knicks. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I guess we should see what they do with that before we give any predictions. But based on what we have now, I would probably say that even with all the talent that they're getting back, I still think the Pelicans are not a playoff team next year. But I think here mm-hmm. in the next few years, I think they can definitely be uh, in contention for probably a mid to lower seed in the West. I'm in agreement. Right. I think going back to Zion Williamson, um, to me, so as someone who believes LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, with that mentality, you always have to believe the next generation guy will be better than LeBron James. And so I think Zion definitely has the talent to do so. We'll obviously see in the long run if you know if he creates that, uh, you know, capitalizes on that talent and capitalizes on on what you know the hard work he's going to put into the game. But um, I definitely think he could he could definitely be an all star one day. 
I think he might have been oh, a little 100%. overrated in college, just because the defense he was a around man among boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. No I mean, there's no other him. way to put that. Yeah, he was. He's just a monster in that. Um, in that C. Um, so I think I think that's good. But I think he sets up the Pelicans very well. I think who who I think they both not to sit on the fence so much, but I think they both won the trade in that. The Lakers got what they wanted, and the Pelicans got what they wanted. So Pelicans, they had goals, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, the Pelicans are going long term. They wanted younger guys. I think LeBron went into the, you know, I think LeBron signed with the Lakers either thinking he was going to teach young guys to build a better team around him, and that failed, or uh, or saw that they weren't talented enough maybe for him, um, or decided that he was this is he was gonna. I mean. We heard trade talks of him trying to interfere with the trades anyway to begin with last year, um, so I think I think he finally got what he wanted. So kind of like what Chandler said, he's going to have his second pick, um, and it depends who he gets in free agency. You know whether that's Kawhi, Kemba, uh, I mean, KD, Kyrie. There's a there's a load of free agents this year, um, so that should be that should be fun to watch. But speaking of which, Kawhi, free agent, where's he going and why? Drew, I really, I really don't know, um, but I feel like, I feel like he would want to stay in Toronto, but this is just purely speculation because they did just win a championship, and I feel like um, he is the main reason that happened, and so um, I feel like there's a strong um, support for him there, and I feel like they can offer. Or give him a pretty good offer to stay, um, and plus, like say, like I just said, um, they already won their championship, so they've done it before. They can do it again. That's uh, what I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same line of thinking with Drew, um, but I would also say, if Kawhi does not resign with Toronto, he's going to go to the Clippers. Um, I just, I don't see any other way around it. I just don't think it makes sense for him to sign with the Lakers. Obviously, it gives him a much, much, much higher chance of winning a championship with obviously pairing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I would say that Kawhi is one of those guys, even though he's one of the most humble players in the league, um, arguably the most humble player in the league, um, I would say that Kawhi likes to be that number one guy. He wants to be that guy who's in control. He wants to be that guy who takes the final shot to win the game. And I just don't Although think he's that... not very clutch in the fourth to do that. Well, I mean, as far as stats go, well, yeah, I mean, you can look at stats, but I mean, look what he did against the Sixers. I mean, game yeah. seven. Yeah. I mean, he that was he... a lucky shot. That was a lucky shot. Hey, it doesn't matter as long as it falls. It I mean, does. That's you're what right, matters. You're right, you're right. He didn't have to do it twice. He did. That's right. <laughs> it fell. That's right. But man, that was close. It was awesome to watch. So I, I mean, I think that Kawhi wants to be that number one guy. So I think the best places for him to be able to do that and succeed and be able to compete for a championship is either going to be for the Clippers or is going to be for Toronto. And obviously, he's already proven it with Toronto. I mean. They're going to be in the mix in the East every year, especially if Kawhi is there. I mean, you saw what he did against the Sixers. You saw what he did against the Bucks. 
I mean, you saw how he played against the Warriors. He didn't play his best brand of basketball, but the Warriors are a phenomenal defensive team. Like, we can't overlook that. Andre Iguodala is actually a very solid defensive player. And so, I mean, I think... It's the reason he won finals MVP in 2015. That's right. Apple LeBron James. Yeah. And, you know, I think those are his two best bets. If I had to put in my guess today, I would say that he resigns with Toronto, but I would not put it past him one bit if he signs with somewhere, somewhere else, especially like the Clippers. No, I agree. I think... Man, I part half. So I'm, I'm kind of split down the middle. Half of me hopes he goes to the Lakers because I'm a LeBron fan, <laughs> and that would be awesome to get Kawhi, Anthony Davis, uh, and LeBron all together for the That'd for the next ridiculous. big three. Um, which would immediately you know be playoff contenders. But I think I think he will sign. Like in practicality, I think he will sign again with Toronto. Um. I, th- I think he's in a tough spot. Plus, the other half of me, I kind of hope he signs back with Toronto because that leaves cap space for other players I'd rather get see the Lakers get, um, like Butler and like Kemba. Um, so I think it, I think he would just be an interesting dynamic with LeBron. Um, but hey, what do I know? LeBron's LeBron's the recruiter of that team. What do you think? <laughs> so LeBron's the GM as well. Basically, um, so that kind of moves on to our next next topic is where are the rest of the free agents going? We got Kemba, Clay, Jimmy Butler, Al Horford, a uh, ton of guys that are free agents. Good, good players that are free agents. Uh, we'll start with Kemba. Where do you think he's going? Charlotte sign up again for a supermax. As a Charlotte fan, and it has been a very, very <laughs> excruciatingly painful. Stretch <laughs> ever since, ever since we have resurfaced as the Bobcats, it has been one of the most torturing experiences <laughs> as a fan. You know, I still question why I'm a fan, but look, man, I'm a Cavs fan. What <laughs> Kim, Kimball Walker is the greatest Hornet to ever wear a jersey. And wait, wait, wait. oh, no, Curry, no, Curry. <laughs> Are you really going to question Kimba? <laughs> Kimba Walker over Del Curry. Don't get me wrong. Del Curry was a great, but this man was no greater than a six man his entire career for the Hornets. <laughs> so, <laughs> where's he going? So, in my opinion, this is one of the hardest decisions for the Hornets. I mean, you you lose if you don't sign them, and you lose if you sign them. And... <laughs> I say that you lose if you sign him because if you sign him for too big of a deal and he ages out too fast on his deal, it's going to come back and nip you in the butt. Um, And obviously, if he goes and he contends for a championship with, let's just say, the Lakers, and you see him flourish and you see him just be a solid product of his environment for the next five years or four years for his next contract, it's obviously going to hurt. So this is one of the hardest situations Reports are saying that Kimball would take less than Supermax to re-sign with Charlotte. Um, I personally believe that he's very loyal to Charlotte. He wants to be here. He wants to see the team succeed. And I think, you know, he knows that in order for the team to successfully start on the right foot, he's going to have to take less than the Supermax in order for them to win because Charlotte is a mid-major market. 
Man, I would start. I would kind of argue the opposite of that. I think he knows, especially now, um, that his talent is being underutilized in Charlotte, and that I think he would, even if they offered him the supermax, which is two hundred twenty-one million dollars uh, for five years, um, and he's you know he's twenty-nine now. So he, even if they offered him that, if he wants to win, I think he'd go elsewhere. Um, He's talented, very talented, and I think he would – I mean, specifically because I'm pulling for the Lakers at this point. Um, I think he would fit in very well with the Lakers and LeBron. But I would not be surprised if he does end up staying in Charlotte and just takes the money. I mean, you can't really blame him for that either. But And don't don't get me wrong. I think – and I mean, this is obviously coming from Hornets fans, so this is going to be slightly biased. Yeah. But I think, I think Kemba Walker is – easily a top seven point guard within the nba um but i do not believe that he is worth the supermax um he if you're saying that i agree no i think i think he's worth it to the hornets but not worth it if if you're saying that kimball walker is worth the supermax you're saying that he's equal to steph curry he's equal to paul george he's equal to those upper echelon guys who consistently come night in and night out, and you know that they're going to give you those numbers. And, you know, there's nights whenever Kimball Walker comes out, and he just draws an absolute blank. Yeah. And so I I love Kimba, but I, I mean, I think he knows that he's not really worth the entire Supermax, and I think that's one reason why he's even considering still staying in Charlotte. Mm. That's interesting. Um, so, Clay Thompson... We'll go. We'll just go right down the list. Clay Thompson. I think this is very uh, easy, but yeah, he's staying with the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, this is this is an easy draw. Yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson's not going to go anywhere. The Warriors are going to offer him the max deal. It, it's a done deal already. So I have nothing else for that. Uh, he missed that All NBA though. That's tough. Well, I mean, for him, it it hurts. He lost for like him. twenty million dollars in that. Shoof. It hurts for him. This is a huge win for Golden State, however, obviously, so they don't have to pay him. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, this also lessens his odds of leaving. So, I mean, this is a huge win for Golden State. He's the second greatest shooter probably ever behind Steph Curry. Uh, Debatable with, in my opinion, with him and Reggie Miller and Ray Allen, but that's time for another conversation. But, I mean... (laughs) You're looking at, you know, a solid guy who's going to come in every night, give you 20 to 25 points. You can bank on it. I mean, Clay Thompson's a real deal. I mean, he's 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 staying with the Warriors. There's, you know, there's no reason to even probably be discussing this at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I mean, staying within the Warriors team, KD. I mean, KD's kind of an interesting toss-up. He's Either you got him injured on the Warriors roster, or Knicks or the Nets take a gamble, and, but he might not be the same player, you know. So, Drew, what do you think about that? Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I feel like he's definitely a wild card. Um, I feel like it's not that much of a gamble though for them because even if he comes back as a different player, I still think he's going to be one of the best players in the league, even if he might be a little more subdued. Um, I think he might just change his play style a little bit to where um, he's more efficient in that new, or not more efficient, um, but 
close to as efficient in that new style because he's a competitor and that's pretty much the reason why he got injured. Um, and so I think even if he comes back a little bit weaker or something like that, he's just going to work that much harder um, to be the best he can be. Yep, so yeah. I don't really know where he's going, um, but I know that even if they do gamble on him, I think it'll pay pay dividends. Yeah, I mean, I think well, I, I saw a report the other day the Warriors are going to offer him a max contract also along with Clay Thompson. Jeez. And, I mean, I – I, like you, are probably thinking right now, where in the world is Golden State getting all this money? Um, <laughs> How are they paying these people so much money? Yes. Um, look, I, I nobody knows. Kevin Durant <laughs> is the most wild card player in free agency this year. And, even I mean, before the injury, it was kind of yeah. a toss-up. But now even yeah. more so. <laughs> um, I... I it, it's such a hard draw, and I think that a lot of players are actually going to wait for his decision before they move elsewhere to know, you know, hey, this is where I want to play because it gives me a better odds, you know, if he's here or he's there. Um, I think if you're if you're asking me to make a bet today what he's going to do, I think that he leaves. Um, I think that there's more of a chance that he wants to either – join somebody maybe like Kyrie Irving at the Nets um, or maybe he wants to start fresh on his own and he wants to play with the Knicks um, I don't really know what he wants to do I mean I think he's definitely the biggest wild card of all players in free agency this year that's a good transition though Kyrie I mean with Jason Tatum kind of taking over at the Celtics essentially I mean is Kyrie that number one guy that he wanted to be does he now have a little more incentive to go to the Nets uh, well, I think, I think there's two interesting things here. First of all, a couple days before, uh, a huge rumor leaked that, uh, Kyrie was locked in basically on signing with the Nets. Um, wow. I, I saw that Kyrie had signed with, uh, Rock Nation Sports, which is, uh, obviously has to deal with Jay-Z. And I believe if I'm not mistaken that Jay-Z is the... <laughs> Uh, ambassador of the Nets. The Nets, yeah. So, <laughs> Might be pretty so reliable. Obviously, you know, that leaves not much to be said. Um, but I also saw a report this morning that for the past few months, Kyrie Irving has been set on playing with Anthony Davis for the past few months. So, I mean, Ooh. this... I, I think this is really a two-team race between... Does he want to start fresh and try to be on his own again, thinking that he can build a championship contender by himself like he thought he could with Boston? Does he do that in Brooklyn? Or does he go back and, you know, say, hey, LeBron, let's do this. Like, hey, Anthony Davis, let's do this. Let's be those guys. Gosh, and so, that would be so awesome. <laughs> For me, anyway. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, again, if you're asking me to make – you know, of the pick. I, I really don't know. I think Kyrie is going to be one of those guys where he still thinks, you know what? I'm, I'm one of the best players in this league. I can do this on my own. I'm going to go to Brooklyn. I'm going to try to do this on my own. I think he's going to try to redeem himself from the mistakes that he made in Boston. Um, because I think he tried to put too much pressure on himself in Boston and try to be like, Hey, look, 
I'm I'm the best player in the league, you know, you know, from his uh, his mindset, you know, yeah. I I can be I can be the guy who brings the championship to Boston, but I think, you know, obviously that can backfire on him. I think he wants to try to redeem himself. I think he wants to try to do that again. And so why not try to do it again in an even better environment in my opinion in Brooklyn? I think there's a lot of better young talent on the way. Um I mean I think Boston is capped. I don't think that Boston is going to get much better than where they are now. I, th- I mean, I agree. I think the worst place for him to go would be the Celtics again, just because they made Eastern Conference uh, Finals without he's, him he's, and Gordon he's Hayward. Gone. Yeah, he's gone. You, so, you don't have to worry about him resigning. There. Yeah, whether he lands at Brooklyn or the Lakers or even the Knicks, maybe you know, it's just. I think he's too arrogant, in my opinion. Uh, about his position within the NBA, um, I think it's kind of proven. He, to be fair, he kind of start jump started the Celtics being uh, a contender again, um, but he didn't. I mean, first of all, he was eventually run out of it, um, kind of like we're seeing now. Um, but I think if he could humble himself and and make that transition, if the Lakers even are even interested, that he would be a. I mean, he and LeBron worked together phenomenally well at the Cavs. Um, and, and Drew, before I let you try to speak anything on this, I mean, I would, you know, go back to you and what I was saying a few minutes ago. I think Kyrie might be waiting possibly to see what Kevin Durant does to say, hey, yeah, that's fair. Maybe, maybe me and you can do this. You know, if me and LeBron could do it, why not me and you? Yeah. So I, I think that. Kevin Durant. I, I think Kevin Durant. But he'd be alone like for the said, 2019 or 2020 season. And I mean, it, you could sell him on that, though. I mean, you could say, look, oh, yeah. if you can yeah. prove, if you can prove to us, you know, that you're going to be this kind of role player alongside Kevin Durant, you know, arguably the best player in the in national basketball right now. Then, I mean, I think Kyrie would be up for the challenge. I mean, even if let's just say for some reason the Nets don't make the playoffs, you. If you somehow blow it out and, you know, you go for a good draft spot, you get a good draft pick, I mean, who knows? The cards could lay out perfectly for them. And, I mean, this is all assuming, though, that, you know, he's teamed with Kevin Durant. Who knows? I mean, I think Kyrie and Kevin Kevin Durant, I think that could be one of the better uh, duos right now in the NBA. Yeah. Drew, what do you think? Um... I, I don't know where he uh, <laughs> wants to go or what Kyrie wants to do. Um, That's fair. But I definitely um, definitely see what you're saying about how he needs to humble himself um, because I think that was the whole issue with him uh, leaving the cab in the first place. And he needs to understand that although at some teams he can be the number one option, you know, if he went to a um, – I mean, I don't know, just throwing out names. If he went to the Kings or something, he could be the number one option there or something like that, just as an example. But um, at a higher-tier championship-level team, um, I don't really think he has the um, talent. I guess he has the talent to be a number one, but I just don't think he's put himself in that position. And for him to um, keep pushing that he should be the number one he should be the number one. I, I think, think he, that's come back yeah. to Biden. I think he's could be I don't think he could be a championship contender 
number one on the team. That's what I. So yeah, yeah I mean, I think you could easily say playoff contender. He could he could lead the team in that, but I don't think you can easily say finals, uh, finals team leader. Um, right, he can't be a finals MVP. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we'll last free agent we'll talk about is uh Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, 76ers now. You think he lands the same spot? Clippers, LA or LA twice, Lakers or Clippers. Where do you think he goes? I mean, does if he, he wait on KD as well? If he, if I don't know he how doesn't, much money the Nets have, but if he doesn't land with the Lakers, he's going to resign with the Sixers. I I don't think there's much else out there for Jimmy Butler. I think pretty much every other organization in the NBA who's willing to reach out to him uh, due to cap space, I I think that they know, you know, the kind of player that Jimmy Butler is. And unfortunately, as great as a player as he is, he's just as bad in the locker room. Yeah. Um, I mean, this dude has caused so much drama. I mean, you looked at everything that happened in Minnesota and as soon as he was gone, Minnesota was a completely different team, and they were in the hunt for the last playoff spot there for a little bit. Um, mm. So, I mean, to me though, I th- I think Jimmy's going to resign with the Sixers. Um, if unless unless the Lakers strike out on Kemba, I think that you know Jimmy Butler might be teaming up with the Lakers. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair assumption. I would like to see him. I, I would like to see him on the Lakers, but only of course because- you would. I, only because I want LeBron surrounded by shooters at this point. Jimmy Butler, I think, has a better um, – now, take, don't take my word for it. I haven't looked at the stats completely on this. But better does better in the fourth than uh, Kawhi does as far as his field goal percentages go. He's like crazy clutch within the last five minutes. Yeah, J- Jimmy Butler has what we would consider the clutch gene. I mean <laughs> – yeah. Uh, I mean, being a Hornets fan, he did it to us at least two or three times this past season. <laughs> I mean, I can recall one game it was, I, I believe, in double overtime. Kimball Walker was dropping franchise records and points and everything going on in the game. I mean, it was just a game that we should have won handily. And here is Jimmy Butler coming down two seconds on the clock, drilling a three in Kimba's face, winning the game. Ugh. So, I mean, I mean J- Jimmy Butler is – is as clutch as they come when it comes to the clutch players in the league. Um, so, I mean, he would be a good surrounding piece for LeBron just because LeBron does need those kind of wing players who's going to be able to space the floor and be able to hit perimeter shots whenever they need to be hit. Yeah, big time. All right, let's move on to uh, early predictions for finals matchups and kind of predictions for the 2020 season drew what you got oh man um i don't know who's gonna be in the finals next year but i don't i don't think the warriors are gonna be back next year i think this will be um i don't think they're gonna be able to pull it off uh steph can try i think they'll definitely um make the western conference finals um but I don't think they're going to go to the finals. I think that, well, I'm not sure who will go to the finals from the West, but I think Toronto is going to make it back in the East. I think they're, if, if Kawhi stays, I think that Toronto is going to go straight through the East, um, and the only team that will really be able to hang with them will be the Bucks. 
I think that Toronto will be right back there. That's good, Chandler. Uh, well, I mean, you're pretty much looking at four teams at this point. I mean, you're pretty much assuming that Kawhi stays in Toronto. You're assuming that it's going to be Toronto versus Milwaukee again in the Eastern Finals. Um, I mean, the only other team that's really going to be in any kind of contention at this point in the East is the Sixers. And I mean, I I just don't I just don't see it with them. I think they've just about hit their ceiling with the process. <laughs> um, the process I, is completed. I, I think I think the process. I think they're a bit overrated too. Yeah. Um, I, you know, jo- Joel Embiid is probably and arguably the best big man in the league. Um, but I mean, he can only do so much before he gets himself hurt once again. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think really this is just you know a two-man race between Toronto, assuming Kawhi stays, obviously, and uh, and Milwaukee. Um, I Honestly, I think Milwaukee's going to make it to the finals next year. Ooh, um, bold claim. I, I, th- I think Milwaukee's going to make it. I think Giannis is going to take another Giannis step this year. Get um, I, yeah, He's I think Giannis, Giannis is only going to get better, and that's the scary part for the league. Yeah. Um, I think this offseason he's really going to pressure himself on working on that jump shot because he was harassed over and over and over again this season yeah. about this man has a broke jump shot, this <laughs> and that. And so I think he's going to work his tail off. You don't want him with a chip off. on his shoulder, man. I think he has that Mamba mentality, and I think he's going to work in the gym off you know, hard this season, this offseason. And I, I really think that he's going to help propel – uh, Milwaukee into uh, that upper echelon once again, and I think they're going to make it to the finals. Um, and uh, again, I think assuming even even without Kevin Durant, I think the Warriors can be a Western Conference Finals contender. Um, I mean, that was proven before so wait, he even signed there. Is Clay supposed to come back next season? I, I I'm basing this on the fact that at least Clay Thompson returns. Okay, I was saying if neither come back, but okay. either way, I still stand with my statement. Okay, um, assuming that Clay Thompson comes back, and let's just say for the for the way that this conversation is leading, let's just say that Kevin Durant signs elsewhere and he goes to the Knicks. Let's just say that for example. Um, I I think that even even then. Uh, Golden State's still going to be um, right there in the mix. I think with that cap space that they would assign Kevin Durant with, they're going to go get some pivotal key role players that's going to help uh, solidify that bench that they seriously lacked in the finals after all those injuries. Um, I think it's going to keep them close. Um, and then, I, I, you know, I really think that the Lakers are going to get that third star. I think they're going to put that big three together, and I think they're really going to be tough to beat. And I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron's right back in it this year. I think this has to be LeBron's year, considering all of the injuries that's going on right now in the NBA, considering all of the circumstances that this player can go here and this player can go there. I think this is LeBron's year that he really has to prove if he wants to be considered the greatest player of all time, seriously, not that he isn't already, but I mean, for him to be almost undoubtedly the greatest player of all time, he has to get, at least get to the finals, if not win it this year. And 
I, I think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to make it. I think it's going to be a great series between Toronto or excuse me, against Milwaukee. And, you know, I think when it comes down to it, I think, I think the Lakers are going to lift it. I, I think, I think Brown's going to win the chip this year. Wow. And I, I think that might be the storybook ending that LeBron wants. I don't think that, you know, he's going to ride off into the sunset and retire just yet. But I mean, this might be the moment that LeBron needs to, you know, be considered the greatest player of all time by just about every single person. Yeah, I think so. As far as the East goes for my 2020 season, um, I'm in agreement. I think the Bucks and Giannis they only improve at this point. Um, if whether Kawhi stays or goes, I mean, especially if he goes, I think the Bucks take the East pretty easily. Um, they'll probably face the 76ers and uh, and take it. But um, if Kawhi stays. Eastern Conference Finals would be a little difficult again, um, but again, I think I think Giannis with the chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's just he's always so classy about, but you know about the next game and about trying to get trying to get the win. Yeah. Um, I think he's just a a phenomenal competitor in that way. Um, I agree. I think the Lakers will definitely get a their third star this uh this free agent season. Um. And maybe even a fourth, like step down. Um, and if and if they can definitely grab, if they don't secure anyone, I think it just depends what the Lakers organization wants to do. Because from the article I was reading earlier about Kawhi possibly joining the Lakers, it was the Lakers want to build the team around Kawhi versus LeBron's team, which has kind of been you know his thing for the past you know decade. Um, so. <laughs> It'll be, I mean, if they pull off Kawhi, and that is what the Lakers organization decides to do, and I think it kind of depends on LeBron's reaction to that too. I mean, like, is he okay with that? Does he? I mean, you have the arguably the greatest player of all time now, kind of taking the back seat for Kawhi's team while he's still on it, and LeBron's still just as eager to get championships. I think it, it just might be a weird dynamic if that's the case. Um. I think LeBron is unselfish enough to be able to, to hand the reins over to somebody though. Um is that know. something is that something that he wants to do though willingly? No. I don't know if he would do it yet. I think he still got I think he still knows he's got too much potential potential to to win another championship. Um yeah, so I think I do. Th- I think the Lakers go Western Conference Finals. I think Houston does what they do every year and just, I mean, do terrible in the fi- in the Western Conference or lose in the second round. Um, I think they're blowing it up. I think Chris Paul's gone before ooh. the season starts. Oh wow! Hot take. All right. I think whatever they've been trying to do is obviously not working, and it's been like that for what three years now. It's rough. Um, I mean, obviously a couple. Was it last year? Two years ago? Two years ago. Uh, you know, with Chris Ball being hurt, it was it was a tough scene for for Harden. But still, this year they had every opportunity to beat the Warriors, and they just they couldn't they couldn't pull it. Um, I mean, Draymond did uh, claw Harden's eye, so <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> that's true. You saw it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um. <laughs> Heck, man! If KD and uh, and Kyrie team up with the Nets, 
And, well, I mean, specifically speaking, if KD sits out this year, I still think they build a decent team around the Nets. They're a pretty decent contender in the East. I don't think they're anything compared to the West still, but... Uh, so, bef- before we jump into the next segment, or maybe even the last segment, um, who w- who wins MVP next year? Ooh. Oh. Way too early MVP. Um... Is it too? I feel like it's too cliche to say LeBron, but do you think he makes a comeback here after the play? I'm just gonna be Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Okay. I think that's respectable. I I I want to say Kawhi, but that's because it's so fresh from the finals. At this point, you know we we still don't even know who won it this year. uh, That's true. Twenty (laughs) nineteen season. But I mean. I'm I'm gonna go off the assumption that probably James Harden is gonna win it, even though I believe Giannis was probably more deserving. Um, I I I think Giannis is just gonna kind of come back on one of those uh, "you hate me because you ain't me" kind of tour. And you think Giannis I, is a regular season MVP though? Versus, I mean, so specifically this year, he kind of faltered off the postseason. Right, but... right. I think I think when it comes to regular season MVP, I think. I think Giannis will be the regular season MVP for 2020. I think, like I said earlier, this dude is going to go into the gym this offseason. He is going to work his tail off on that jump shot. And I think he's going to get, you know, I don't think it's not going to happen overnight. But I think he's going to drastically improve his percentages uh, from the outside. And I think, you know, he's going to be more reliable than he was, you know, this previous season to be a jump yeah, knockdown shooter uh from you they know 15 to 20 well. feet yeah and i had Giannis over harden for this year too quite honestly I, I, per, personally i believe that Giannis won this year um but i mean you know we'll see how that plays out yeah but i i think you know like we were saying earlier Giannis's ceiling has still yet to be reached oh my and gosh, i mean incredible and that's that's what's just so scary about that i mean he's so stinking good um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think as Giannis, he's, he's only going to get better. And I think he's going to come after the league again next year and just have an even bigger chip on his shoulder for all those haters saying, you know, he doesn't have a jump shot. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if he does have a jump shot, there's just no stopping. <laughs> all right. So finish up. We'll confirm final, uh, teams, basically finals predictions for 2020. Who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with what I said. I'm gonna go Lakers, Bucks. Lakers, Bucks, Drew. Uh, I guess I'm gonna go Lakers, Raptors. Lakers, Raptors. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go same Lakers, Bucks. Um, but I think the Warriors, with their luck on their side, I think it could very easily be Warriors, Bucks. Um. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, all right, I think that about wraps it up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Drew Chandler, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving the uh, the NBA opinions. We love we love talking to ESPN professional analysis here on Unqualified. Well, this is the first time I was ever notified that I was a <laughs> member of ESPN, but I mean, I'll gladly accept it. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what I should be doing. Am I supposed to plug anything? Because I don't have anything to plug. Go <laughs> No, thanks uh, for having me. It was yeah. a very good discussion. Oh yeah, we'll we'll definitely have 
we'll definitely have more discussions, especially when NFL season comes back. This is the terrible, Ooh. terrible, terrible next few months of terrible baseball season. Uh, yes, and we start and, talking and, soccer. Oh no, yes. <laughs> women, women's World Cup, thirteen zero, right. go United States. <laughs> All right, now to our baseball segment. All right, thank you. And uh, <laughs> hey, college, yeah, football, it, college football season, NFL season, those will be good. Those will be great times to to debate stuff out. Because my Browns, baby, we coming back. We going playoff run. Oh, it's going to be back. great. Coming oh. back from basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, at any time you want somebody to discuss a little bit of sports, you know who to reach out to. All right, thank you all for coming on. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hope you enjoyed that episode of NBA Unqualified. I appreciate Chandler and Drew coming on to talk all things NBA. Uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify to stay up to date, and thank you for listening to Unqualified. Mm-hmm.